0: To rage.
1: Going to rage. All right gang, welcome to another edition of Wagers Ragers. I am your host, Joshua J.T. Buckner, coming to you from the great state of New Jersey. Also joining me at the virtual roundtable is John, the Hedgehog Donoth, the Hedgehog. From New Jersey.: I'm
0: in New Jersey
1: And from the great state of Virginia, we have Eric the Marine Navarro. Hello. All right guys, so this is week seven of the NFL. And let's talk about how we did last week. Um, my, uh, mine and Eric's great, wonderful gangrene, New York Jets decided to play exactly like they have been playing all year last week and got completely blanked by the Miami Dolphins. I told you, bet heavy on the Dolphins last week. And if you did, you won a lot of cash. Jets didn't show up like they always do. We'll see what happens this week. I'll give you my analysis in a little bit, but I cashed in with the Dolphins last week. My other game didn't really work out that that well. Uh, I thought the Giants were gonna actually show up and, and beat the, Reds, the, the Washington team, sorry, they're not the Redskins anymore, the Washington football team. Um, they ended up winning, but only by a point. So unfortunately, me laying two and a half points didn't work out. Um, but I did bet heavy on the Dolphins, and they—they
0: they, uh, it paid off. John, how'd you do last week? Uh, well, it was something of a mixed bag for sure. Um, apropos of this Halloween season, there were both tricks and treats for me last weekend. Uh, first of all, uh, I took, of course, my Eagles, Ravens at the Eagles last week. The Ravens were favored by nine and a half points going into the game, although it ended up it was played out like a blowout for much of the game. The Eagles had a big comeback in the second half and made it close losing 30 to 28. Although from a betting perspective, it sort of played out the way I I had predicted, you know, I don't bet against my own team, but my pick was to, take the Ravens and give the points that would not have hit. But part of my advice last week was to watch the game and look out for hedge opportunities. Should the Ravens jump out to a lead, which is exactly what happens. So I do not bet against my own team, but what I did do is when the Ravens took a lead in the first half and the live in game point spread went first to 19 and a half, and then the Eagles getting 20, 20 and a half, I bet it twice and hit both of those. Also, I noted last week that even though the Ravens have a very, very staunch defense, very, very opportunistic, uh, they were only thirty-first against the pass so far. So I also hit a couple of props. Uh, Carson Wentz over one and a half touchdown passes, which was plus one hundred and fifty-five, which was a nice hit. And also, new sensation Travis Fulgham for all the Fulgham maniacs out there, over four and a half catches at plus one hundred and over fifty-five receiving yards at minus one twelve. Um, the tricks for that game. Uh, Zach Ertz who got hurt in the game that didn't help Uh, I thought Zach this was going to be Zach Ertz's coming out party for the 2020 season it was not busted on both the yards and the catches and now he's out for at least a month unfortunately the Eagles walking wounded list continues to grow the other game that I took really didn't work out that well that was the Packers playing down in Tampa Bay and basically yuck um I really thought the Packers were going to uh, go down to Tampa and win this game outright. It didn't work out that way at all. After jumping out to an early lead, the uh, Tampa Bay defense was all over Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the game, double down on two hedges during that game. Nothing hit. I'm just going to pretend like that game didn't happen. You know, that's how it goes. When you bet football all season, there's going to be one or two eggs. Uh, this was a big fat, gross egg. Um, but there were a couple of other great saves for the weekend uh, in that I believe uh, Monday night Cardinals Dallas game, a hit on Amari Cooper receiving yards also hit the Cardinals getting a point and then hit a, a couple other uh, good ones on Thursday night with the Eagles beating the giants. So it wasn't all bad, but definitely a mixed bag for me last week. Yeah. Listen, I
1: told you last week, uh, don't bet against Tom Brady getting points and uh... That was your downfall. Eric, how'd you do? Uh, I,
2: I skipped last week. I had to lick my wounds from the previous week where I went one and two. So uh, I agree with you on the last point though, uh, getting point, Tom Brady, getting points is, uh, is probably a good, you know, a warning sign to pick not to pick that game or to pick for him. Uh, I'm going the opposite direction. We'll get into it. I don't want to jump ahead, but uh, I'm going to pick the uh, the Bucks game and, uh, I have a similar type of mindset there, but in the
1: opposite direction. All right, so let's move into week seven. Um, So I'm going to start it off with mine and Eric's wonderful New York Jets. 0-6. It's looking like 0-7 this week. Coming coming home and playing the Buffalo Bills, who are coming off two straight losses. Jets lost to the Bills in week one. Um, They didn't look good, although the game was – somewhat close, I guess. Probably their closest game of the season so far. Um, but this line started at 13 and has been dropping faster than a porn star's panties. It's down to plus 10. And, you know, a lot of money's going on the Jets. Why? My guess is because Sam Darnold's coming back. He's got his full complement of receivers, if you want to call them receivers. He's got uh, Rashad Perryman, Is healthy and playing. Jamison Crowder's been healthy all season. He's been like the only standout so far. And the uh, second-round pick, Denzel Mims, is going to make his debut today for the Jets. Mackay Becton is back at left tackle. So the Jets are actually a healthy team this week. Uh, And they might score some points. The over-under is 46. Interestingly enough, the second game I'm picking is the Chiefs-Broncos, and that over-under is only 44. I don't know why the Jet line is... 46, I guess people think that the Jets are actually going to put some points up in this game. Um, the Bills are a little bit banged up. Josh Norman's out. They're a linebacker. Tyrell Dodson's out. And their offensive tackle, uh, Cody Ford, is also out. That being said, the Jets have the worst passing game in the NFL. They, uh, they're only putting up 171.3 yards per game. Their completion percentage is 56.7%, and their yards per attempt is only five and a half. You know, this is a game that I'm probably going to stay away from. I think that if I had to put, you know, gun to my head, who am I going to take? I think the Jets actually make this a competitive game. I still think they're going to lose, but they're a double-digit underdog, which is, you know, games that I always stay away from, especially when, you know, uh, giving points that are double digits. So I'm probably going to stay away from this game, but if I had to pick a team, I'd probably take the Jets and the points. Um, As far as prop bets in this game, the one that I really like is Devin Singletary, over 20 and a half receiving yards. The Jets' secondary is terrible. Uh, A bunch of no-names on their secondary, and I can see Singletary coming out of the backfield um, getting hooked up with a terrible linebacker that the Jets have and, uh, you know, getting some receiving yards. 20 and a half is not a tremendous amount, especially for Singletary, who seems to catch the ball out of the backfield pretty frequently. So that's my take on the Jets' bills. Eric, what do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, a couple of things. Um, I think Crowder is doubtful for the game. I think he injured the, a, a groin in the in practice, right? But, yeah, I agree. I I, I would stay away personally just because – Maybe the Jets get a boost from Darnell coming back with, you know, Perriman, and I believe Mims is going to make his debut. Uh, and the Bills are really banged up. They're, uh, Norman zalm I think, uh, and a bunch of other guys are banged up. Plus, they haven't really played that well. Having said all that, you and I both know who is the football coach of this horrible franchise. It is one Adam Gase. And he not only loses, he loses by double digits of uh, his his losses throughout his career that I would bet against Adam Gase. I'd, I'd just say that he's that horrible. The team has quit on him. He has no idea what he's doing on offense. Yeah, he's almost a historically bad head coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, so all things being equal, the Jets are healthy. Um, full complement of receivers, like I said before, Kai Becton back at left tackle. It doesn't change the fact that Adam Gase is still their head coach, and I think that's the X factor in this game. Is that, you know, I would like to think that the Jets would have actually a fighting chance to even possibly win this game, dare I say. Um, But with their head coach of Adam Gase, there's no way. They're going to lose. They just might not lose by 10. Although he does traditionally lose by double digits. um, I can see the Jets actually playing pretty decent in this game. Um, And that's why I'm probably going to stay away just because it could go either way. Gun to my head, I'm taking the Jets, and I'm uh, taking the points.
2: And I, I just wanted to jump in real fast. It just, This is a further indictment of how bad Gase is if they don't play well, right? This is the perfect – you know, this is where a traditional team would bounce back. And so uh, if they don't, if they, you know, get blown out again, it's just further evidence that for the foreseeable future, as long as he's coach, we should bet against Adam Gase. I think he clean – it's almost free money, easy money each week until he proves us wrong sorry to jump in there like that
0: the latest word we have is that jameson crowder will not play so don't expect him to play on sunday and also i don't disagree with anything you guys said uh but you left out the biggest story in this game frank Gore revenge game obviously the frank (laughs) Gore revenge tour continues and his rushing yards prop is 40 and a half at minus 112 uh you might think to yourself well if the Jets end up playing from behind, you know, they're not going to run the ball that much. Ain't wrong. Adam Gase absolutely will give Frank Gore enough carries to hit this 40 and a half number. They've lost and been trailing big time in every game so far this year. And Frank Gore would have hit 40 and a half yards uh, in at least three games so far. So the Frank Gore revenge tour continues. Uh, I would take uh, 40 and a half yards for Mr. Gore. So I actually had written down and I crossed it out
1: Frank Gore under 40 and a half rushing yards. And I, I have the same sentiment. They're probably going to give him the ball a ton in this game. And 40 and a half yards is not a significant number of rushing yards. So I do like that. Um, I, originally, I had Gore going under just because the Jets are so inept. Um, but I do like the over on that prop. So, John, your Eagles already played
0: Thursday night, so you don't have them this week. Who's your first game? I have an actual good game to talk about between two undefeated teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans. This game was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago, but for reasons that we're all well aware of, it's not happening until now. Uh, The Steelers are at Tennessee this week. Again, both teams undefeated. The Steelers are getting a point and a half on both FanDuel and DraftKings at this point. And these are two of the best teams in the league, legitimately the Steelers uh, a few trends here real quick the Steelers are four and one against the spread in their last five Titans only two and four against the spread in their last six the Steelers lead the all-time series between these two teams 46 and 32 is the one loss record there, going back to 1970 uh, including the games uh, that Tennessee played as the Houston Oilers Ben Roethlisberger, back from injury, has been on fire this year. He's got an 11-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. He has his full complement of receivers this week. Chase Claypool has been an absolute revelation. The rookie who there were rumors in the preseason he was going to play tight end. Uh Uh-uh. He looks like possibly the superstar wide receiver of this rookie class. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is still on board, and they're supposed to get second-year man Deontay Johnson. Uh, Back from injury. Now, taking a look at uh, the numbers a little bit closer, the Titans have had a good defense in recent years, but that's not how they're doing it this year. The Titans are doing it on offense. They are actually second in the NFL in both points and yards per game. Um, The Steelers, on the other hand, while Ben Roethlisberger has played really well. Their defense also has been absolutely amazing. Their pass rush has been fantastic. Uh, They've got uh, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree on the outside of a very talented defense. Dupree's got five sacks so far this year. T.J. Watt has the second highest pass run hit rate. So when I read that stat yesterday, I didn't know what that meant. Uh, It means that he beats his block in 2.5 seconds or less, 33% of the time, which is tops in the league. Steelers are top three on defense in every category. But it's not all roses for both of these uh, strongest units of each respective team. There are some big losses that Tennessee and Pittsburgh have to deal with. On the Pittsburgh side, their uh, defensive signal caller, uh, young linebacker Devin Bush, is out for the year. and the Titans are missing Taylor Luan, three-time Pro Bowl left tackle. So what does that mean in the end? I think the Steelers pulled this game out. I think the Steelers are one of the top three or four teams in the league. So I'll take a team like that, getting points, which they are in this case, getting one, in, getting one and a half points, I think the loss of Taylor Luan will hurt the Titans more then the loss of Bush will hurt the Steelers. I think offensive line is what football is all about. So I think that Steelers pass rush is going to have an easier time getting to Ryan Tannehill, and that's going to result in the outright victory for the Steelers. So while I like the points, take a look at the money line too. On FanDuel, the Steelers money line is plus 104. If you look over at DraftKings, it's plus 110. I'm taking Steelers in the money line at plus 110. A couple of props I like in this game, going back to the idea that the Steelers' um, pass rush is going to be able to get to Tannehill, I think that's going to flush Tannehill out of the pocket. So I also like Ryan Tannehill rushing yards. On DraftKings, that's 15.5 at minus 106. Look over at FanDuel, you get to buy yourself a yard. It's 14.5 yards at minus 110. That's what I'm going to take. One more, I like Eric Ebron, who's been up and down for his whole career for the Steelers. Uh, The Titans have been not great at all against tight ends. Um, They're giving up uh, over 50 yards per game to tight ends. I like Eric Ebron, 35 and a half receiving yards. On FanDuel, that's minus 110. On DraftKings, Get the extra yard at 36.5 because the odds are plus 101. So I'll take the Steelers and the point and a half, Steelers' money line. And the props I have for this game are Ryan Tannehill, 14.5 rushing yards, Eric Ebron, 36.5 receiving yards. What do you guys think? Eric, what do you think on this game? I would tend to agree with you. Um, I think the Titans were lucky
2: to escape. They've actually been uh, uh, escape artists in a few games this year. So uh, I think they're due to lose. I think Steelers are actually a better team overall. Uh, Romeo Cornell's decision to go for two to put it up nine, and when they didn't get that, they, it allowed them to, you know, get into overtime, and then they had to rely on, you know, the beast uh, Eric Henry to have over 200 yards rushing and uh, and steal the win there. Uh, I think uh, the Steelers match up well against them on both sides of the ball, and uh, I agree. I think I would t- I would t- take the Steelers to win outright.
1: Yeah, so I'm not not quite sure where to go with this game. I mean, the Steelers really haven't played anybody this season with the exception of maybe Cleveland. Um, But I'm not really sure what what to make of Cleveland. I don't know if they're good or they're bad. So I'm not really sure where to go with this game. Um, Maybe, uh, you know, coming down to the start of this game, I might have an opinion. But the one thing that I do like in this game is the prop. Johnu Smith to score a touchdown. He leads the Tennessee Titans with five touchdown passes or t- touchdown receptions uh, this year, and uh, it's plus 180. So you're getting good odds on him to score a touchdown. So that's the prop I like in this game. Uh, as far as uh, the line, I really don't have an opinion on this game, but I do like the analysis you guys had uh, on this game. Uh, so let's move into uh, to Eric's game. Who do you like this week? I'm looking
2: at it from uh, narratives-based. I think I'm taking the Cowboys over the Washington football team. Uh, It's not going to be a sexy game. It's going to be hard to watch. Uh, It's rainy down here in uh, Virginia, northern Virginia. Um, But I like the Cowboys are actually getting a point, and I just think that they're a a better team overall than the Washington team. Uh, I know they've had their struggles, especially on defense. But I like them to use this game as a bounce back. You got competing, you got the, you know, I always go against the hype. So there's supposedly dissension. There's unnamed players talking, you know, bad about McCarthy and his staff. Uh, They didn't, they looked horrible on Monday night against the Cardinals. You also have a Washington team that played tough and almost could have won uh, their last game and have played competitive in a lot of the games this season uh again i just think dallas has more uh dangerous weapons that can uh take uh that, that can outperform washington uh and i like getting a, a point on the road with the team that i think is overall better um as far as the if i had to gun to my head as far as the over under i would take the under just because it's 45 and it's a uh, crappy weather um but i'm not i don't have a real strong feel on on whether or not uh, that'll hit, and then the prop bet, I, I would look for Ezekiel Elliott to bounce back. It's not great value; it's minus 200 to score, but I still think that that's almost a sure thing in this game. I think he'll have at least a touchdown. Um, and really, that's all I have. I just—it's a simple feel bet. Uh, my other the same thing. The net—I'm na- going uh, against the narrative where it looks like uh, you know all the talk this week was about the dallas team falling apart and talking and talking uh, amongst themselves dissension in the ranks i think this is a get right game against a, a subpar team what do you think
1: yeah so i would tend to agree with you uh, i think the cowboys have probably bounced back this week they've really played terrible last week ezekiel la had a really bad game and so i like him to bounce back in this game the uh the rushing yards for him this week is 83 and a half minus 112 I think, given the fact that it's cold, given the fact that it's raining, they're probably going to hand the ball off to him a ton. So I like him to go over eighty-three and a half rushing yards. To me, the game's kind of a toss-up, but you know, again, gun to my head, I think I'm taking the Cowboys to uh, to get
0: right against the uh, the Washington football team. John, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I agree. I, I said this before. I think you know, despite the you know the Cowboys' obvious woes on the defensive side of the ball, the fact that the offensive line is not what it used to be, and they don't have Dak Prescott. All the pub this week has been going against the Cowboys, and I just think, I agree, I still think they are the more talented team as between uh, Washington and Dallas. Uh, Andy Dalton, obviously not great, especially at this stage of his career, but he's a competent quarterback, and I think he can get the ball into uh, Dallas' playmakers' hands. They've still got a ton of talent on offense. I think that's going to carry the day. I think Dallas is still the better team, and I like them uh, getting a point on the road at washington i think they're going to win the game outright
1: yeah good stuff so my uh, my second game is the game that i really really love this week and it's kansas city at denver uh kansas city had a little blip in the road when they lost to the raiders but they got back to their old winning ways last week against buffalo uh on the road and they really looked good in in beating Buffalo. Uh, the Chiefs are the number one offense in the NFL, um, and Mahomes looks like you know the MVP that he was two years ago. He's got 15 touchdowns and only one interception. He's already thrown for 1699 yards. Um, Chiefs are putting up 417 yards per game on offense, and they just added Le'Veon Bell to their backfield. So of course he's probably going to have a breakout game this week because he was terrible for the Jets. That's because that wonderful Adam Gase doesn't know how to use him. I'm sure Andy Reid, the offensive mastermind, will put Le'Veon Bell to good use and he'll have a good game being, uh, you know, tag teaming with uh, <clears throat> with Allaire. Uh, so uh, Let's see what happens this week the Chiefs are giving seven points the over under is forty four uh the line started actually at seven and a half and it's gone down to seven so it looks like money's actually going on denver um but Denver has the fourth worst offense and they've only put up they only they've only um scored seven touchdowns their their defense on third down is terrible thirty eight point two percent so I like the Chiefs in this game heavy, uh, laying seven points. They're at Denver, but uh, being on the road, I don't think it really matters to the Chiefs. They won last week against Buffalo and won by nine. So I like the Chiefs laying seven as far as props. Got to go with good old Travis Kelsey. Uh, over 67.5 receiving yards, over 5.5 receptions. He seems like he's Mahomes' go-to receiver. So I like the Travis Kelsey. A prop in this game, both yards and receptions. And I also like Mahomes to go over 22 and a half rushing yards. That old quarterback rushing yardage prop. So those are my props for this game. I like the Chiefs. I don't like the over-under in this game. It's 44. I guess if a gun to my head, I'd probably take in the over. I just don't trust the Broncos' offense, even though Drew Locke is back at quarterback. And they did beat the Patriots last week on the road. But I don't even know what to make of the Patriots this season. They're 3-3. Three and three. And I don't know if they're good or they're bad. Uh, So I don't know what to make of that win last week at New England. I think the Chiefs dominate
0: this game and win by double digits. Uh, John, thoughts? Yeah, uh, I can't wait for this game today. It's supposed to be our first real snow game of the year. There is supposed to be snow in uh, Colorado. Uh, So it could be something of a uh, sloppy game. I actually think the offense is – We'll have some success here. Uh, I like all the props that you picked. I love Kansas City to win the game and cover. Um, One of the things I'm looking for, this is going to be Le'Veon Bell's first game as a Kansas City Chief. And while I don't expect him to be in on a ton of plays, I do think he'll get showcased a little bit by Andy Reid. I think he's going to get mixed in for a few plays here and there. If Kansas City jumps out to a lead, he could get maybe even a little bit of extended action. Uh, And I know as you guys as Jets fans are kind of expecting that in this game. With that in mind, I take a look at FanDuel. uh, And FanDuel's got a a couple interesting props here for Bell that are not that high because it's his first game. Receiving yards, over-under is only 10.5 yards at minus 110. I'll take that. The rushing yards, uh, I don't like quite as much, but it's still another low number at 23.5 yards minus 110. Interested in that. Uh, But that's what I got there. I I agree with everything that you said. I think Kansas City covers the game, and I like the the low bell props on this. I think he might hit both. Any
1: thoughts, Eric, any thoughts on this game? Uh, I I agree. Uh, I I look
2: for um, Denver got the win against
1: the Patriots, but
2: I think that that was a good matchup for them. Patriots offense, especially with Cam coming off of his COVID absence, uh, were real rusty and and, uh, played into Denver's uh, hands. Uh, I expect Mahomes to be, you know, Mahomes, uh, and to light it up. Uh, you can't go wrong with two two teams this year, which is betting against the Jets and betting on uh, the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs lost one game, but still, you'd be way up uh, if you got Hardman uh, to score first. You're getting plus fourteen hundred, um, and it's just a, that's just completely random, but it's. You know, trying to get somebody else involved in, in in the scoring. And he always goes to Kelsey and or, um, you know, uh, Edwards-Hilaire or Hill. Um, but I would take a flyer on Hardman scoring. And even if he's – it's plus 240 just for him to score at all. Uh, so I might – I
1: would maybe throw some money down on that. All right, good stuff. Uh, so, John, moving on
0: to your second game, who do you got this week? I think I picked two games uh, this week that are um... – featuring some of the better teams in the league. So my second game that I took a look at for this week uh, are the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle's coming in at five and oh. Arizona's played well also, and is posting a four and two record. The Cardinals are getting three and a half points at home. And that's what really drew me to this game. So I looked at it and I was like, geez, a winning team in the Arizona Cardinals getting points and more than a field goal at home. And I tried everything I could in my power to convince myself that I wanted to take the Cardinals because you love a winning team at home, getting points. And I don't think that I can do it. And the reason why is because I think the Seattle Seahawks are potentially the Super Bowl team uh, out of the NFC this year. I think Arizona is a team on the rise, but I think they've done a little bit of this success with smoke and mirrors. The Cardinals, according to Football Outsiders, have faced the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL so far and came away with a 4-2 and record. Seattle, on the other hand, 4-1 um, against the spread in their last five. Uh, Russell Wilson, again, looks like he's on an MVP campaign, absolutely crushing it. DK Metcalf is becoming one of the best receivers in the league right before our very eyes which every time I think about DK Metcalf, it drives me nuts that Howie Roseman didn't draft him for the Eagles. But I digress. Another important point here, uh, because of the uh, positive COVID test to Trent Brown uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raider game was taken out of the Sunday night football slot, and this uh, Seahawks-Arizona Cardinals game was flexed into the Sunday night spot. Why does that matter for betting? Um, it matters, I think, because Russell Wilson is insane in prime time. The Seattle Seahawks are thirty seven and one in prime time games since two thousand and ten, so I like the Seahawks to come in here, go into Arizona, win this game. And cover the three and a half. So I'll take the Seahawks on the road, giving the three and a half. I'll also look for a hedge opportunity. How that would come about if the Cardinals happened to score early and that point spread went down from three and a half, I would take it again. Uh, My props that I like this week um, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf. Uh, The Cardinals defense has played a lot better this year uh, than they were last year. However, as far as their passing defense, they're just a little bit better then uh, middle of the pack they're giving up about 226 and a half yards a game through the air uh to wide receivers they're averaging giving up 13 catches and 157.3 yards dk metcalf dk metcalf dk metcalf receiving yards his prop on draftkings is only 68 and a half but terrible odds at minus 143 i like it over at fanduel a little bit better where his receiving yards prop is 76 and a half, a higher number for sure, but better odds at minus 110. I think he's going to crush 76 and a half. He's had at least 92 yards receiving in every game so far. He's averaging uh, four and a half, uh, almost four and a half catches and 99 yards per game. So I'm going to hammer that 76 and a half as far as receiving yards for DK. Uh, other real quick props that I like here. Chase Edmonds has a really, no, really low number for rushing yards. It's only 18 and a half. Uh, I could see the Cardinals trying to keep it on the ground as much as possible, trying to keep the ball away from Russell Wilson. Chase Edmonds has been mixed in a lot by the Cardinals over the last few weeks and is averaging 19, uh, over 19 and a half rushing yards per game. So I'll take the 18 and a half. Um, Kyler Murray has nice odds on rushing yards at 45 and a half. Uh, plus 105, uh, and he's averaging more than that. He's averaging almost 62 yards a game, so I like that as well. But that's the order in which I like them. I like the I like the DK receiving yards at 76 and a half. Then I like the Chase Edmonds rushing yards at 18 and a half. And lastly, I like Kyler Murray at 45 and a half. And I like Seattle to win outright and cover three and a half.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to agree with you on the DK Metcalf um, prop. That's the, that's the one prop that I really love this week is uh, over-receiving yards. Whether you're going to take it at FanDuel and get better odds or you're going to take it at DraftKings for lesser value, I think he's going to have a big game receiving-wise, as he has just nearly every single game that he's played so far. As far as the game's concerned, I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. I think these teams are going to put up a ton of points today. I think this is going to be a shootout. The over-under is 54. I know it's a lot of points, but I can see this game being – Thirty-five, thirty 30 easily. Uh, so I'm going to take the over in this game. Eric, any thoughts on this game? Yeah,
2: I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I think the over is a safe bet here. Uh, I actually would look uh, to take the Cardinals with the point spread. You're talking about a, a decent team, up-and-coming up team, uh, getting uh, three and a half. I love that extra half point at home. Uh, also, yeah, the, you know, the Seahawks and Russell Wilson all usually win or a lot, of, you know, in primetime. But they usually play these crazy close games that come to the last couple of plays uh, in these primetime games. And uh, the, the last time they, they, uh, they were in primetime was against the Vikings, and it was the same type of game. You know, with Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things at the end to pull it out of, uh, out of you know, out of their butts. Um, uh, I, I expect the same thing, a wild game back and forth. Uh, the one question is I think DeAndre Hopkins is questionable with an ankle injury. He'll play through it, but you don't know how effective it would be. But still, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson will start running wild. They'll, they'll be throwing. Uh, I expect a back-and-forth game that'll come down to the kind of last plays. So I would I would take the uh, the points for the Cardinals, three and a half. All
1: right, so, Eric, finish us off this week. What's your second game? Uh, so, yeah,
2: like I said, I'm going against the hype. The hype has been on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off of that blowout uh, win against the uh, Packers. Um, now they got uh, they they signed uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, people are talking about them as a potential uh, Super Bowl team to play in their home stadium in Tampa, of all places. Uh, they are laying four and a half on the road against a good, feisty. Las Vegas uh, Raiders team. I'm taking the Raiders and the points, four and a half. I think that's too many points. I love a decent to good team at home getting points, especially when it's over three. Uh, I, I, I think the Raiders could actually beat them outright in this game. Um, yes, Bucks are good. Obviously, they got Tom Brady. Uh, their defense is playing well. Todd Bowles is, you know, the old Jets head coach. He's a really good defensive coordinator. Uh, he should stick to that. I know there's some talk of him becoming another getting another chance that it has, has a head, head coach. He should just accept the fact that he's a really good defensive coordinator, but I digress. Um, the Raiders, I expect them uh, to play them tough. I just think there's too much hype too early on a team that still has some question marks in the Bucs. Um, so give me the Raiders plus 4.5. I actually expect a high-scoring game, uh, the over. Uh, I think looks good here. It's 51 and a half on uh, DraftKings here. So give me the over. Uh, I don't really love any any props. Uh, nothing that's um, uh, that's earth shaking here, uh, except maybe you know Josh Josh Jacobs to score. But that's that's minus 162. So there's not there's not a lot of value there. But I think that's going to hit. And uh, and the, maybe Darren Waller to score the tight end for the for the Raiders. That's plus 140. So. Uh, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, so that was my thought on this game too. Is that it's going to be close? Um, getting four and a half points at home. I know Tampa Bay has been playing pretty well this season. Their defense actually playing lights out. Um, but I can see this being a close game. I can see the, the Buccaneers potentially winning this game, but I don't think they're going to win it by more than uh, more than more than four four and a half points. So I like this to come down to like a field goal game at the end. Um, I think there's probably going to be a lot of points put up as well, even though Heaven Bay's defense is playing well. The Raiders are home and the Raiders are playing uh, pretty decent football. They did beat the Chiefs on the road in Kansas City this year. So I like this game to be a close game. And as far as the props are concerned, the one that actually stood out to me was Darren Waller, the tight end for the Raiders, scoring a touchdown at plus 140. So I agree with you on that. John, any thoughts on
0: this game? Yeah, I do. Um, a little bit concerned. Uh, hopefully, this you know our last our latest word is that the game is, is going to go forward, and the Raiders I think are only going to be without uh, Trent Brown. Um, uh, I sort of like the going against the grain idea. Uh, you know, the the Buccaneers have played really up and down. Their defense really really has been good all year long. Um, But with all this hype surrounding them, I I, I don't think that they are one of the top five teams in the league, even with that really good defense. Um, So I would take the home team here and and the points, but I would keep an eye for any hedge opportunities. As far as a prop goes, uh, there's not a lot that jumps out at me. Um, Just have a hunch about uh, Henry Ruggs. You know, when Henry Ruggs does anything, he, he typically does it big you know he's hit on a couple of long passes so far this year so you've got receiving yards over under 44 and a half if he plays a role at all in this game i think he's gonna he's gonna hit that and also to score anytime touchdown henry ruggs plus 220 i could see the raiders uh, heaving a heaving a few deep passes to mr ruggs uh, and if he nabs one of them it could go for uh, a long gain and a score so uh, so that's what i would look at here i would look at henry ruggs to score a touchdown at any time at plus 220 and also henry ruggs receiving yards at 44 and a half. That's minus 10 on Vandal. All right, good stuff guys. So we move into
1: the last phase of our pod and that's our Tracks of the Week. This week I'm going with a track from a few years ago by Galantis called In My Head. It came out in 2015, it's a nice progressive track. Good vocals, uh, solid beats and stuck in my head for the last week or so. So my track of the week is Galantis, In My Head.
0: what who you got? Well, it's the Halloween season, and I like to keep with themes. So I'm going to keep that going. Definitely going to go a little old school here. And this is actually one of my favorite songs of all time. It's by one of my favorite DJs and producers of all time. That's Mark Knight. Tech House track from way, way back in 2010, which I can't believe that was a decade ago. Feels like it was about five minutes. The name of the song is Devil Walking. Uh, It's a great groovy tech house uh, track, has an extended sample from a Michael Jackson song in it too. Fits sort of the Halloween motif and is just a really, really, really great song. So check it out.
2: mine. Uh, it's off of uh, Marcus Schultz's uh, Global DJ broadcast in May of 2020, but it's actually a, a track from Arkham Knights called Exposed. It starts off the, uh, the compilation and it, it just kicks you right into gear, uh, you know, with a strong bass. That's just kind of how I like it. I want to feel it in my bones. So uh, Exposed from Arkham Knights. Arkham Knights is my uh, track of the week.
1: stuff. Uh, usually we, re- 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 uh, we record on Saturdays, and I've added a little college football nugget in the podcast, uh, but today we're recording early Sunday morning, so the college games have already been played. But just to let everybody out there know, I went 4-0 yesterday with Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, and BYU all
0: covering. 4-0, the college football savant is back. So J- JT, one thing, one more thing. I can't believe we didn't lead off with this. We just we were we were talking about it before the pod, and, and didn't remind everyone what happened yesterday. Who's back? Who's back in town? New Jersey's big daddy, Greg Schiano, back in the saddle. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights go to Michigan State and pick up a big win. Let's go. At least they're competitive
1: you? again. I'm competitive. Big win. Yep. Big win. First Big Ten win in 21 straight games. Amazing. Shiano is back. The Messiah has come back. The prodigal son returns. Greg Shiano. Go RU. Big big game next next week against Indiana at home. Hopefully, uh, Rutgers can make it 2-0. All right, everybody out there. Great stuff this week. Good luck in week seven. May your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. See you next week.
0: Okay.